Is it lose or go home for the Seahawks? Can they make the playoffs? We got a lot to talk about here on the fifth quarter podcast. Chris Egan, Paul Sylvie here. Uh, Chris, I mean, let's fire it right out there. This is a beat up defense against the second highest scoring offense in the NFL in the LA Rams. They're coming to town in first place. If the Seahawks can beat them, they will take over first place with a tiebreaker. Uh, so much on the line, but boy, they got three games left. And here's the great thing, Paul. I, I love stats. There's, there's a place called 538.com that kind of breaks down everything. They kind of look at all the, the remaining schedule, what's going to happen, the other teams. If the Seahawks beat the Rams, they're saying the Seahawks have a 79% chance to make the playoffs. Pretty good. If they win, they got two games to go, obviously Dallas, and then they're back home. If they lose, it goes from 79% all the way down to just a 19% chance to make the playoffs. So we hear that term in the sports world, must win. Well, it's not a must win. They don't have to win to make the playoffs. But when you're talking a difference of 79% to 19%, this is a huge game. You have to admit, though, this of all the games this season, this is a must-win for these guys. If they lose, they're two back of the Rams. They go to Dallas the following yeah. week, and they'll get Zeke back. And if the if the Cowboys win this weekend, you know they could finish the season ten and six if they win out. And and don't, they don't have the tiebreakers on a lot of teams. But those guys playing the Seahawks on Christmas weekend, they're gonna be like, we're still in this thing. Yeah, and we got our guy back. Well, and, and the biggest thing is is when you're going down to the end of the season, you want to control your own destiny. You you win this game, you control your own destiny. Right. You lose this game, you do not control your own destiny. Now you are scoreboard watching. Now you are seeing what Atlanta's doing. You are seeing what Carolina's doing. You're seeing what the Saints are doing. The Green Bay Packers. <laughs> Somehow they're still alive, and they yeah. got Aaron Rodgers coming back. And you mentioned the Dallas Cowboys. All of a sudden, they win. They're still alive. So you want to control your own destiny, and it's simple. You beat the Rams, you do that. But this is a scary team. Obviously, the Seahawks beat them, Paul, 16-10 to down in L.A. You were at that game. But the biggest question mark is you – is the game time decisions Bobby Wagner and KJ Wright? These are two guys. They were not at practice on Wednesday. Uh, Bobby Wagner left the Jacksonville game with a strained hamstring. KJ Wright left with a concussion. Uh, Pete Carroll has said it all week long. We won't know until game time. And, and what happens here is you pull a Bobby Wagner out, you insert a Michael Wilhoy. He's a big name. Everybody says, well, Michael Wilhoy, yeah, he's never started at middle linebacker in his life. He's been in the NFL for six years. He's never started a middle linebacker. He's been an outside linebacker. What's the big difference? Bobby Wagner currently has 115 tackles this season. Michael Wilhoit, 18 tackles. That's a difference. And then you move Wilhoit from the outside to the inside, and then you put Terrence Garvin and DJ Alexander now to the outside. It just snowballs. And meanwhile, you've got this Todd Gurley, who's one of the best backs in the NFL. He was stopped because of Bobby Wagner and KJ Wright. So I am... I'm just freaking out with that injury <laughs> I report. I mean, it, I, I would feel much – everybody wants, you know, how's this game going to go? Well, it just – in my mind, it determines – I hate to put so much pressure on Bobby Wagner and K.J. Wright, but when you are already missing Cliff Averill, Richard Sherman – Cam Chancellor, these two guys are huge for this game. Yeah, and you talk about their ability alone is is huge, but having Bobby Wagner there as your as your quarterback of that defense, um, you know he is. 
Uh, he's really, when he's on the field, he can make all the difference in the world, calling the right defenses. And the other thing is, when he left the field in Jacksonville, I think Jacksonville uh, scored 27 points. Yeah, I mean, yeah. it was ridiculous. So, um, look, we know the importance of those two guys. So, look at the other side of the ball. You know, Mike Davis will be back at running back. Um, Russell Wilson's playing a, at an all-time high MVP. He's always mentioned the yep. top three of MVP um, voting, um, and he's probably not going to get it. But at the same time, if if Brady doesn't bounce back from his game against Miami and loses to the Steelers and basically fizzles to the finish, when Russell Wilson can somehow razzle dazzle and get these guys to the division title and into the playoffs, hey, pretty tough to argue that he's not your MVP. I, I, I'm totally with you. I mean, he, just week in and week out, he's willed his way to find a way to get this team to either win or to be in ball games. You you look back at the games they lost, Paul, the only reason they're back in the game is because of Russell Wilson. Now, you do have to give a lot of credit. We go back to week one, and, and, and Seahawks fans, the media, everybody's taking shots at this offensive line. Uh, but they've they've been together now three weeks in a row. That unit's been together three weeks and three games in a row now, and, and they're starting to kind of play. Tom Cable talked about that earlier this week that this this unit is starting to gel a little bit. Dwayne Brown he wasn't playing that first time they played the Rams. I know it wasn't a high scoring affair, but it's funny we we go from a defensive battle I think it was in week five sixteen to ten to this could be a <laughs> this could be a shootout forty nine forty three. You know what I mean? I mean the the Eagles really the could. Eagles scored at will against the Rams last week. The Seahawks are starting to score at will, so it's it's going to be interesting. It could be one of those whoever has the ball last games because yeah. both offenses are explosive. And I don't know about you, but the Rams defense not scaring me either right now, especially after that Eagles game. Yeah, their secondary definitely susceptible to uh, to some plays uh, through the air. So I, you know their their secondary doesn't scare me. Their front seven's always been pretty stout, but again, this that's not the Rams defense that we knew back in the yeah. St. Louis days where they used to dominate the Seahawks and always give them problems. Uh, you can just see what they did last week. The Eagles are a talented team, um, but, boy, they lit them up. Um, and, and, you know, a lot of teams have put up some points on the Rams this year. So that Rams defense is not as good as it used to be, but certainly a challenge for these guys on Sunday. So um, it's important for these guys to get Jimmy Graham going. Uh, you know, he's such a mismatch. And that's the other thing is I remember Jeremy Stevens when, when, they, when Holmgren first got him, the former Husky, he was such a mismatch down the middle against linebackers. Yeah. They didn't know how to cover this guy. And Jimmy Graham is that that size, that six seven, you know, two sixty, and runs like a receiver, catches like a receiver. So I'd like to see uh, this guy get involved. And the one thing that bothers me about Jimmy is he's dropping some balls that he shouldn't be dropping. Chris, no, I know. there's no way. It, Even. It, if- and Go ahead. Well, no, I was going to say, it just seems like, I mean, Jimmy Graham, take away the Jacksonville game. He, he's had a pretty good, you know, run here lately as far as touchdowns go. But it's just so odd to me. And I, and I know I get it from Pete Carroll. It's not how you start, it's how you finish. But it just seems so odd. It feel, I feel like every game we get to halftime and we're like, where's Doug Baldwin? Where's Jimmy Graham? And, I, and, and obviously they come through when it counts. But I just, like, why are we not targeting these guys yeah. earlier on in the game? And, and, Maybe that's credit to Paul Richardson and Tyler Lockett with them making plays. But if these are your two main weapons, let's get to them early and not be coming out of a hole every game. Well, I like what they did with uh, with what they've been doing with Richardson and Lockett is they're deep threats, you know. Yeah. So Baldwin is not a deep threat, you know, not thought of as a deep threat. I mean, he's just a great route runner, great hands, and he talked this week about not getting targeted a whole lot in that Jacksonville game. And he's a vet, been in the league for seven years, and he basically said, you know what? As a vet, you got to suck it up. You have to get in the right mindset and realize, okay, 
they're not targeting me, but I still got to do my job and I still got to get to work on this thing. So um, Baldwin wants to see the ball more. They all want to see the ball more. But when your quarterback's running for his life, he doesn't have a lot of time to find you. Yeah, no, that's a good, a good point. Uh, speaking of quarterbacks, uh, Goff has been pretty good with guys like Cooper Cup, uh, Sammy Watkins. Oh, he's spoiled uh, I back mean, there. I mean, Cup is having an incredible the, – the former Eagle, Eastern Washington <laughs> Eagle. But if you remember that game, uh, five turnovers, three fumbles. I think Goff had one of those. Um, he had two interceptions. He's not going to have a game like that on Sunday. Uh, he'll be. I mean, if he does, then the Seahawks win this game. You can't get you. You can't re- rebound from five turnovers. But he's been getting in a little bit of a groove as well. So it's going to be interesting to see. I think a guy like Byron Maxwell, Paul's got to really rebound. Kind of has to flush what happened in Jacksonville and come through with a big game this week. How big? Will the 12s be Sunday? You know, Goff's only in his second year. Yeah. He's only played at CenturyLink yeah. one time, and they rocked his world oh, in those yeah. gross green uniforms on a Thursday night. Yeah. And so I got to believe that the 12s have a real chance of getting inside the set. And so what they did with, with Wentz is, and we talked about this, I think, a little earlier, but um, this week that we talked about it, but the fact that they knocked Wentz off his spot early and frustrated him. He was not in a groove at all, did not have his rhythm. They got to do the same thing with Goff. They got to get after him, knock him off his spot, and get him back there reeling a little bit early. So when is this team, when we look back at their best, when are they at their best? Well, when they got a chip on their shoulder. That's just the way the Seahawks team rolls. I mean, that they somehow find a way to put that chip on their shoulder. You're Frank Clark, you're Michael Bennett. You got a chip on your shoulder this week because you've been basically told by even your head coach you didn't do a good job getting to Blake Bortles, that you didn't provide pressure, and you didn't. You didn't have one quarterback sack in that game against Jacksonville. If you're Sheldon Richardson, Quentin Jefferson, you got a chip on your shoulder. You got booted out of a game. Everybody's talking about this ugly ending and how embarrassing it was for the Seahawks. They've got a chip on their shoulder. So you've got you've got Jimmy Graham. Did he even show up in Jacksonville, Paul? I'm not even sure if he was there. He's <laughs> he, he's got a chip on his shoulder as well. So this is the right timing for the Seahawks team to come on in here, it, and it's going to be interesting to the you know the. The Rams, they they get the Seahawks and then they go to Tennessee. Their schedule is not easy as well. So this is, I mean, this is a vi- this 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 thing is huge. You win it in my mind. What did I say? Seventy nine percent. You win. You're in the playoffs. It drops to nineteen. If you win, I think it's it's ninety eight percent. You're going to the playoffs. That's man, what I, that's my feeling. I hope you're one. right, man. I really want to see this team, uh, you know, get get in the playoffs and and really ideally win the division, get yourself a home playoff game. But I think it's right. It's a great point. You know, when, when is this team at its best? Well, it's not. They're not at their best when they're playing with the lead. They're not the best when they're when they're um, playing great defense and sacking the quarterback. They're they're at their best at this state of mind when they do have that chip on their shoulder. And it's a great point because people are going to be looking for these guys to fail. They see the fingers being pointed at them after Jacksonville saying, sore losers, you know, lose with class. You, You know, you know how to win, learn how to lose. And now they have a chance to come back and make some noise. You're right. Frank Clark and Michael Bennett were invisible in that game. Yeah. Sheldon Sheldon Richardson and Frank Clark always had big games, or let's just say Richardson had a big game against the Rams last time around. Clark had big games against the Rams last season. These guys are animals in the trenches, and I mean that in a good way. They, I'm looking for them to bounce back too. And, and I do have to say this. Pretty much everybody on the Seahawks team plays well with a chip on their shoulder except – 
my candidate for MVP, Russell Wilson, because we've heard it from day one. Does it get too high? Does it get too right. low? Fields only 100 Smart. yards, Paul. And, and that's what he believes. Trevor yeah. Moad, his mental conditioning coach, has just got this guy thinking that way. So he doesn't need to have a chip on his shoulder. He's just going to keep playing smooth. And I mean, he did have three interceptions, though, and I know those were long forgotten after yeah. his, his fourth quarter. But those three interceptions were big in this game, too. Yeah. You know, it, if you don't it, make those, it's a different story coming out of halftime. Yeah, and, and you know, Every interception has a story. Sure. You can say Baldwin got hauled down. It shouldn't have been a pick. Yeah. You know, the one guy caught it at the one-yard line, looked like it hit the ground. And the other guy, you know, it was deep enough down the field where he just, just jumped in front of an out pattern. So Russell made some mistakes in that game. But, again, those are mistakes he might get away from playing a weak defense. That Jags defense is ridiculous, They, they are good. And they're young. But, and, and they play with a chip on their shoulder. And, yeah. and they're a little nasty. But this, is, this was lost, I think, Paul, in the fight, and I don't want to look back too much because I know we're looking ahead, but this this stuff just drives me nuts, and it drove Pete Carroll nuts as well, is the play, it's fourth down. I don't know, you were on the sidelines, but Paul Richardson basically gets dragged down to the ground. And I know the mm -hmm. ball wasn't going to him, but that is a penalty. And and that's a game changer. Yeah. I, mean, I mean, no call. It, it's now Jacksonville's ball, and it, you watch three replays, and it's obvious. And so I don't know what can be done with the NFL there, but that that, that they have so many officials on, and nobody saw that. Yeah, I mean it, that should be first down Seahawks. They still got to go down and score, mind you, to win this game. But th that that stuff, you can see why Pete Carroll was so hot last Sunday in that game. Yeah, that's a good point. That you know we know that. I'll be honest with you, I'm coming down from the press box in that game, so I'm leaving when they're down two touchdowns and it looks like all hope is lost. And there's five minutes left in the game. And it takes a while to get down the yeah. press elevator, get down to the field. By the time I get out to the field, I look up at the scoreboard. It's 30-24, to 24, <laughs> and they have the ball. They got the ball. I'm like, what happened in the last three minutes that are too many to get down here? But you can never count these guys no. out. You certainly can never count Russell out. And that's a great point on, on the pass interference. But I will say this. In, on that play, on that series, mm -hmm. Doug Baldwin, you might yes, remember, yes. he stepped out of bounds. He could have just to play got an extra yard and got the first yeah. down. Yeah, Ramsey's standing there saying, hit me. And Doug's like, eh, I'm going to be smart and stop the clock. Yeah. You know, most people will say, and he, if he had this to do it over again, he would have stuck his head down. Yeah. and, and all, He would have made it. Doug's, you know, Doug's a tough mother. Yeah. He would have stuck his head in Ramsey and drove for two yards. So and, that and was that's it. tough. It's, that's it's everybody sitting in the newsroom here is like, God, why didn't he go for it? Yeah. But unless you're on the field, unless you're in that moment, you 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 don't. We don't know. I mean, yeah. he. You've got to make a quick decision. He decided to stop the clock. Um, and let's give him the credit. It's yeah. third and two. You got yeah. two downs to get two yards. Yeah. You, it's your own fault. Yeah. Except on the fourth down, that it was the it was the pass interference. So. I don't know, man. It's just great to talk football. I'm yeah. going to miss it when the season's over. I just hope it's not over uh, after the regular season. But I hope these guys can get a game or two. Yep, 12s are going to have to be loud on Sunday. That place is going to be rocking. Yeah. So uh, we'll see. They are 23-4, and Paul. The Seahawks with Pete Carroll following a loss during the regular season. So 23-4 and four following a loss. loss. Pete Ooh. Carroll knows how to get this team. Okay. He knows how to bounce them back a little bit. All so right, we'll man. see. That's a good stat to end on. That's going to do it for the fifth quarter. We'll see you next week.